right, welcome back to the Homesteads and Homeschools podcast. Today is episode number 28, which of course means you can find the show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 028. So back in episode number 20, I had the opportunity to sit down with Kayla Fox and uh, talk to her about making the transition from from her homeschool program to college and um, furthering her her higher education with uh, some PhD work. And we talked about that transition and, and what that was like for her. You know, I was thinking about it and uh, scrolling around on, on the Instagram and uh, I saw some, some sort of memes, I guess, some, uh, I don't know, little quotes on Instagram coming from the, uh, from homeschooled college coach. And um, I just read a, a couple of them. Uh, the more selective the college, the more homeschooled students are expected to maximize the rigor of their transcript. Um, hmm. You know, w- what does that mean? You know, homeschooled college applicants need to be proactive early on to find out what colleges expect from them. And, and it kind of got me thinking a little bit, you know, for me as a, as a homeschool parent, um, you know, my kids are, my oldest one is in fourth grade, if you will. And uh, it, it that's kind of far off. College is far off. But at the same time, if you think back to uh, maybe when you went to college, uh, it, it's, a, it's a lengthy process. It can be a lengthy process. And so what does that mean for a homeschool student, uh, you know, we don't have some of the resources that um, public public school students do. You know, we don't have um, books of colleges and, and guidance counselors prodding and telling you what to do and keeping track of all your records for you. And I know that's something that can go to the wayside for uh, some homeschool families. You know, you just kind of, you get it, you know it, and that's all you really need. Um, you know, in, in truth, that really kind of is all you need, as long as you you know the knowledge. If you know the information, then that should be good enough. But when it comes time to go to college, that is not always good enough. And so you need to kind of keep track of some of this stuff. You need to start building your portfolio. You need to figure out um, how to navigate the system. You know how how do you go from a homeschool system that uh, usually lacks some of the structure that you find in a typical public school? How do you go from that to a highly structured entrance program to a college that uh, will also probably be fairly well structured. Um, you know, how do you do that? And uh, that can be that can be daunting, I think, um, especially if you kind of wait too long. And uh, before you know it, it's time to go to college and you're looking at applications and it's all gibberish. Um, you know, a lot of things they ask for, maybe you haven't done, or maybe you called it by a different name and you don't really know what they're talking about. There's a whole whole thing there. And that's what the homeschool to college coach does. Um, you know, her name is Miss Lisa Marie and, uh, she's my guest today. So, um, I will let her do the talking and, and tell her story and get into more of, of, uh, of what it is she does and what kind of services she, she offers homeschool families that, um, have made the decision to continue the education process, um, beyond, beyond a high school level. Um, so uh, let's go plant those liberty seeds with Miss Lisa Murray. So, uh, 
my guest today is Ms. Lisa Marie at the Homeschool to College Coach. She has a wonderful website over there with lots of information, lots of content, and uh, has, a, has a pretty good service to offer offer the homeschool crowd here. Uh, she has years of experience actually homeschooling and uh, and getting in kids into college, and, and not just her own college, but uh, or her own kids rather, but um, other kids as well. So, Lisa, thanks for taking the time out to uh, to come on today and, and share your your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. So, one of the things I, I kind of like to get back to where where it all kind of started. So, what, what was your experience like growing up as as a kid? Were, were you homeschooled? Were you public schooled? Private school? What was your your education kind of like? Oh, I wish I was homeschooled. Um, I was public schooled, and. I think most of us probably come to homeschooling because we had a less than ideal education. Um, So that definitely sparked my desire to want to do things completely different for my own children. And I have four kids. I don't know if I should go into that now, but I can kind of tell you like why we decided to homeschool. Um, my old, I have twenty uh, four kids, 24, 21, 15, and 12. And when my 24-year-old son was seven, he was in a public school and began coming home. You know, I sent him to kindergarten as this excited, mm-hmm. motivated learner. Like he loved, you know, playing outside and books and creating and puzzles. And he started coming home from school like a little robot and just had no enthusiasm for anything other than whatever required the most minimal amount of effort yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. And I just, I just wanted something different and started reading about homeschooling and never, like I could not consciously send my kids to school after I had learned what I'd learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough cliff to jump off, I think, but it's definitely one that is, is well worth it. Um, I don't know. So when you, so he went to kindergarten, then you came out in first grade, second grade? I took him out at the end of second grade. Okay. Okay. What kind of district were you guys in? Is it like a, a big district or well, city district? Or yeah, I'm in Chicago. So hundreds of schools and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I know teachers go into it wanting to make a difference for kids, but our experience was just a lot of burned out teachers and, you know, curriculum that really doesn't ask you to think for yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing, you know, cause you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. I don't think teachers go into the education field. Um, you know, they, they go into it because they want to help kids. You know, uh, that's, I, I taught for a couple of years and that's why I went into it. You know, you want to help kids, but then once you get there, you realize that, uh, your hands are pretty much tied. Um, you know, you can do some things, but it's really easy just to, to do what you're told and teach the test and follow curriculum. that's all already been laid out. And, um, and it's tough, you know, how do you teach a classroom of, of 30 different little kids, little kindergartners, they all have different interests, you know, and, some of it gets stifled and some of it thrives and who knows, you know, but, um, so you, you're, uh, so when your oldest son was in second grade, when you pulled him out, then your younger one, the next one had not quite started 
school yet or were they in kindergarten? Right. So she, my youngest would have been about four and a half and just, you know, we kind of skipped the whole idea of school for her. And then the first year of being home, I got pregnant with my third child. And so literally, I think I found out I was pregnant the day after I pulled my son out of school. (laughs) So that whole first year was my oldest son and daughter uh, digging holes in the backyard. Like they just wanted to play all day while I was sick on the couch. So it worked. (laughs) That's one of the things I have such a elementary school is so tough because they're, I think at that age, you know, they're, they're learning how to socialize, they're learning how to play and they're learning how to interact with their world. And we expect them, you know, it, four years old now to sit down for six hours a day and, and learn something. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think kids are, are built to, to do that just yet. But. Oh, yeah, absolutely not built to that and sad. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a, you know, we, we our, our son went to kindergarten for his first year and, you know, it wasn't an awful experience, but it was definitely left some things to be desired. And, uh, you know, we made made that decision, but so when you um, uh, so it sounds like your your first year then it was kind of almost like a like a little bit of unschooling type setup. Yeah. Total detox. It, yeah, <laughs> is that something you guys stuck with, or is that something that you kind of? You know, I've read them all. I've read John Holt. I've read Oliver DeMille, Susan Weisbauer, Julie Bogart, Charlotte Mason, uh, Rudolf Steiner, Maria Montessori. It goes on and on. Like we've combined it all in a way that worked for us. And I always want my children to learn what they love. So I was lucky enough to... um, Right before I started homeschooling, I went to a talk given by David Albert, who is a a homeschooling dad and author of a couple quite unschooling-ish books. And, you know, he said that the most beautiful violin music is played when the bow is lightly held. And he used that to talk about you know, homeschooling our kids. And that just really stuck with me. And so I always wanted it to feel good and not, you know, kind of death grip the whole thing and control everything. So there were definitely, I'd say, you know, ebbs and flows of complete unschooling and um, times where they wanted more structure from me or times where, I mean, it, it just became a beautiful mesh and meld of what we love and what works best for us. And it's different for every one of my kids. You know, my oldest son, he was so very good at doing exactly what he was told that I wanted him to completely follow what felt wonderful to him. And then my, my oldest daughter, you know, she'd wake up in this in the morning and say, I'm doing this and this and this, and you can study what you want to study, but I'm not doing that. And so for her, I wanted her to have kind of bits of pieces where she learned how to do things that maybe she didn't want to do and kind of learn to overcome that, you know, obstacle of resistance. And um, so it's different for each of my kids and seasons of life. It, it, it's, um, 
it's pretty crazy, you know, when you think about it from, from that side of things and how different each one of your kids can be. Um, the fact that homeschooling allows you to, to cater to that, you know, that like you can help them either way. You can push them in one direction if they need help there, help over here and you can do all that. Um, so it is, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I really like that analogy too, that, uh, that, that violin, um, thing, you know, cause that's, uh, we, I always think about the unschooling thing. Um, and it's just, it's tough. It's tough. I can't, can't quite let go, but, um, I, yeah, I like that violin. <laughs> it's hard, especially when you're just beginning and you just, if you've been schooled yourself, you can't imagine anything else. It's hard to imagine anything else. Although <laughs> with you being homesteaders, which I just, love that idea. Oh my gosh. As a city girl, I'm just like, that has got to be the coolest thing. Um, you know, you, it, it can be just this beautiful thing. Like you're working outside and you're, and then you're coming in to study. And it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've read the book, homeschooling for excellence or homeschooling with excellence. It's by the Colfaxes. They were a family with four adopted boys i believe they were all adopted and you know they just lived off the land and they worked hard during the days and then they came in and they they studied and of course they didn't have you know iPhones and yeah, sports right. <laughs> to contend with so the kids were very happy reading and creating all afternoon after working all morning and I read that book early on and thought gosh i would just love to live like that <laughs> it's it's tough you know it's it's um I don't know, the two kind of, they do, they go hand in hand, I think. And that's, you know, part of the reason for, for doing this is that they can go hand in hand. There's so much to, to learn just from the world around you. Um, so much you can pull from and, and I don't know, I, I appreciate, I think it's a, a good fit, but, um, so now you, so I guess you have two out of the house now, is that right? Two, two graduated? Yeah. Well, so my oldest son graduated, from Georgetown in 2017, and my oldest daughter is a junior. Okay. Okay. Was, oh my gosh, she's a rising senior. I should really be calling. She's <laughs> already done with her junior year. Oh my gosh, it goes by really quickly. So oh, I know yeah. it's it's tough, especially with homeschooling, because people will ask you like, "Oh, what grade is your kid?" And you're, <laughs> I don't know. And then when you I actually know. figure it out, I figured it out the other day my kid's in like fourth grade. I'm like, "Oh, like when did that happen? You were in like first grade the other day. And now we're yeah. fourth grade already." Oh. So now, um. What what is it that you do for work? You you worked in the college admissions. Is that so? How, what, I, what exactly that is? I finished a graduate certificate in college admissions counseling, and i i I can work with all teens, but my heart is definitely with homeschoolers. And mm -hmm. when I work one to one, we do you know the whole comprehensive process of planning. And I really try to throw in a lot of life skills and things such as productivity and time management and goal setting and mindset and habits of well-being. But then we get into, you know, finding colleges that you can afford <laughs> scholarships if, if wanted and um, going through identifying schools that fit fabulously and the essays and completing applications and the tough part where parents have to create the homeschool guidance counselor materials. So we're responsible for the transcript 
and the course descriptions and the school profile and the guidance counselor letter and those pieces, they're a little bit overwhelming. So I help with all of that. All right. When, when did you start, um, or I guess, when did you get your certificate or when did you start kind of getting interested in, in that part of things? Yeah. After I (laughs) had the many dark nights of the soul going through the process with my oldest son and just, you know, really weeks upon weeks of trying to figure out how to do everything I needed to do, how to showcase to colleges, my son's unique education. Yeah. Yeah. And there really wasn't a lot of doc, you know, a lot of information online. And I had a few good, you know, women before me to learn from. But after that, I just, uh, I, even though it was like horribly torturous while we were going through the you know, <laughs> application season after that, I just thought, gosh, this it's, it's something I really enjoy helping people with. You know, I, I started having moms email me asking me questions and you know, how did it, how did it, you know, how did you do everything that you did? How did you document it? And after helping them, I just thought I want to do this more. I really, I enjoy serving teens and families. And so that kind of led me to taking the graduate program and now doing this professionally. So nice. Good deal. So how does that work then? Is it like, um, like getting, getting a kid's package together? Um, is it, does it differ by state or is there some sort of I don't know, one state that's more stringent than the rest. So if you follow the guidelines in that state to say that you're a high school graduate or, or whatever it is that you, you need to be, um, that, that their packet or their, I don't know, whatever is better. Well, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. No, it would be so lovely if there were just one uniform way that we all, you know, uh, the, the homeschool state laws were all the same, but it, it's not the case. And so we do have to, look to see what our laws are, but then also it gets tricky if your student is going to college in another state. And when you talk about like stringent states, one, one state that pops into my mind is New York. Uh, I just recall ask, them asking for documents that, you know, here in Illinois, we didn't have to produce and we, you know, it's pretty lenient here. And you do the best you can. You inform yourself. You need to know the laws. When you're creating a school profile, you can say, you know, this is the state laws that we abide by. And you can call, always, always call the admissions office. Start talking with them. And, and you know, that helps. And it clarifies. A lot of, a lot of colleges have pages now on their website for homeschooled applicants but a lot still don't. So calling is always the best option. And yeah, I, I feel like homeschooling is becoming, you know, I, I graduated high school in like 2001 and, and I don't know, right around then, I feel like things started to kind of pick up with the internet a little bit. And I feel like there's probably more kids today, homeschool kids going into college. So I would think that there'd be, they're a little more aware of us coming in. I don't know. Is that something you've seen or, or know anything about or? I'd agree. Yeah. It's, I find homeschoolers everywhere now. <laughs> when we first started, it, it's still, kind, I mean, 
it was picking up, but it still kind of felt like there were like three of us in the whole city. Um, <laughs> so now, yeah, we're found everywhere and colleges are getting used to the homeschooler. But the thing is, you know, each education is so unique and you need, like you said, to package it in a way. And, and the way is the best you can that also speaks the language that the colleges understand. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, yeah. That's the tricky part sometimes. Yep, and then I think that's that was, you know, one of my biggest fears. One of my uh, my wife included. You know, when it comes to college, what do you do? You know, is it just you apply and say, "Hey, I'm homeschooled," and you know that's good enough, or do you have to, you know, you, do you go through a something like a Becca that's accredited, some sort of homeschool program that that has accreditation somewhere, and so you can get a degree or whatever. Um, so it's always always one of those things it's it's scary you know because that is such a big a big step in life um you know going from from college to or going from high school to to college um i've always felt like i i i just didn't want to close any doors for my teens mm-hmm. and one really important thing is for homeschooling families to become informed and start preparing and planning early I have so many families come to me senior year and they've never kept track or documented any learning. They've never checked out any homeschooled requirements on a college website. And it's hard to connect dots backward and it's hard to play catch up. So the earlier you can be informed, the better. And that's, that's something I think about. I mean, we're only in fourth grade, but you know, knowing what to keep record of or knowing what records to keep, um, you know, what is important, what's not important. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's a lot of information to, uh, to handle when, when do you suggest people start keeping track of things? I mean, does it, do they kind of colleges look back into to middle school years? Do they just care mostly about, you know, high school and stuff or. I think definitely once high school level learning begins in your home, whatever that looks like. If it's high school level novels that they're reading, you start keeping track of that. If they're taking more formal online classes that are high school level, you know, you'll obviously keep track of that. Middle school is more up to you and your state laws. Like I said, in Illinois, we have really zero oversight. So we don't have to document in middle school necessarily. I think it helps um, a family or a parent feel comfortable when you have documented and you look back and you say, wow, (laughs) we've done all that. That's amazing. So I think that's good to do early on, but definitely by the time high school level learning is taking place. um, And it can be just as simple as, you know, having an Evernote filing system or just taking notes, jotting things down. And you don't necessarily need to start the transcript but just that you're, uh, you have a place to compile the learning so that you aren't trying to remember what your team did freshman year, you know, when it's senior year. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what we did last month. You know? so <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't, I can't imagine just trying to, trying to pull that all together. But, um, have you run into to many problems with, with colleges, not, not taking a shine to homeschool kids or, or you know, it's harder to, for kids to get into a, a particular school because they are homeschooled or. 
You know, I think it varies. I find that a lot of the more private selective colleges seem very open to homeschoolers, where some of the state schools, the state public flagships might be a little bit trickier because they're kind of based on numbers. Just what is, you know, what is the GPA? What are the test scores? And not so much, you know, anything else. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I I can, I can see that, I guess. I can see that. Um, all right. Do you, do you have any, like, it's one of the things, you know, with homeschooling is now we're kind of seeing it blossom and there's, there's, you know, co-ops and all this sort of extracurricular stuff that, you know, we can get involved in. I know, you know, like our kids are, are, there's a local co-op that, that we do and they have different clubs and, um, there's different things as they get older. And is that something that like, does that matter? Does that matter in the end that you have extra careers? I know when I was, when I was going into college, you know, it was, uh, you know, all, all this, what kind of fluff can you, can you add? What did you do? You know, I mean, even if it was something stupid, like, uh, you know, raking your neighbor's lawn or so, you know, just meaningless things that were, were filler. Um, is that still kind of important out there or is that? I, I think that kind of stuff is important. Like I like the raking the lawn thing. <laughs> no, how many kids do that these days? <laughs> um, I, it's funny you say that because actually my oldest son did put on his application that he was in charge of taking care of our lawn. It, he didn't necessarily rake it. He did have a giant lawn, right, right. but yeah. you know, <laughs> family responsibilities, wonderful to put down for sure. Uh, I think an important thing that I want to say here is that colleges do want to see that students can succeed in a variety of learning situations. So it's one thing to, you know, just kill it at your homeschool kitchen table. Right. It's another thing, you know, do you get out in the community and serve? Do you, can you work in a classroom situation, whether it's online or in a co-op? Right. Uh, I think that is important. And of course, you know, having your child follow what they love, that is always valued. Colleges don't want, you know, every kid to be the same in what they love. They're trying to build a class of uh, kids who have varied learning, you know, talents and passions. So let your kid find what they love and just take it to the nth degree, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I can imagine that would be be useful to have a, a deep knowledge base on on something to be able to to demonstrate a passion that you know it's beyond just just what I know here in school or just what I learned in school. It goes beyond that. Um, but have you? Do you have many kids? Do you see many many homeschool kids taking um, like college classes while they're still in high school? Um, yeah, we do have a lot of that here in Chicago. Um, because once a teen is in their third year of high school, they can take one free community college class each semester. And, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of have that on the transcript again, showing that your teen can succeed in a variety of learning situations. And, you know, for other families that may be difficult, but we have, you know, community colleges right here. And because some of the classes are free, that makes it easy uh, not every kid I know uses that credit to transfer to a four-year school 
Instead, they use the credit as high school level equivalencies. So they just use it as high school credit. But it can be done the other way as well. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I hadn't thought of it from that side of things. Use it as, as a high school um, equivalency type thing. Is that, is that particular to Illinois? Do you know? Or is that like kind of generally speaking? That's a can good you, question. Because you know? I know down here in Georgia, I think like once you get to your third year, you can dual enroll um, and, and take, you know, classes at your community college or whatever. Get Like I, I know some kids that are, you know, they're going to be graduating high school and they're going to have their, their associates in cosmetology at the same time, you know? Um, right. I don't, so yeah, I don't think it's necessarily unique to Illinois, but just a lot of the students that I know here in Chicago don't necessarily want to transfer in to a college as a, you know, third year student. They want the full four-year experience. So Mm -hmm. transfer in as a freshman, but you know, families want to do it for a very many different reasons, yeah. saving money, whatever <laughs> that happens to me. So finances are huge there. Um, do you, do you see many kids, um, do you deal with the, the social side of things at all? I, I imagine going, you know, being a homeschooled kid and, and, you know, not that you're unsocialized, but your, your social sphere is much smaller than what it would be when you get to a, a college with, you know, 2000 kids in a, in a, year in a, in a class. Um, do you deal with that side of, of things at all? Kind of preparing kids or, you know, give an idea of what to expect or? Well, again, my recommendation would be, you know, try out the community college classes, take some co-op classes. Teens really need to get out into the world anyway. Like by the time you're in high school, I don't know if your kids will do this, but my kids were kind of done with me. <laughs> I mean, I really became uh, you know, a guidance counselor, like, how can I help you reach your goals? You know, what's the best path? Uh, offering my own insight, signing checks, like that, that became, that, that was what my job was. And as, as I had teens. So by the time my teens and many other teens do go to college, they find themselves pretty darn prepared. Uh, I know my son, you know, he couldn't believe how so many kids couldn't manage their time. He had been managing his time like a college student the entire high school experience at home. You know, I had three other kids. He had to. Yeah. Yeah, too. <laughs> he had to step up. So, you know, we'd meet on a Sunday night and I'd say, what's your plan for the week? How can I help you? Where do you need to go? Do you need any resources? Where are you coming along on your goals? And just, you know, if he's stuck, I'm there to say, you know, you can do this. It feels uncomfortable, but you know, this is the goal you chose. And, and that's kind of, you know, just a different role than when they're little kids and you are the all knowing parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We're already getting, getting questioned about what we know, you know, I love nine it. years old. I love, yeah. like, I just love teens because, you know, they just, call you out on your bullshit. And I, I love that. I'm sorry if this is a family recording, no, but <laughs> that's, that's fine. you know, it's like they just tell you when, you know, when you're speaking garbage, they're just, they just know it. So yep. I and, like that. Age. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, that's one of the things I think you can, you can, they can call you out on it and you can do something about it, you know, and, and it's, it's a respectful 
interaction. Whereas, you know, in, in a public school, when, it, when a kid does that with a teacher, uh, forget it, you know, you're going to get right. expelled for a couple of days, you know? Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, and you have, so you have two kids still at home then still, right. still doing the homeschool thing? 15 and 12. Fifteen and twelve. All right, and I, I assume, do you that they'll end up going to college maybe someday, or is that something that you you guys kind of I don't know want your kids to do, or is that like a if they want to do it kind of thing? Or so, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely a college proponent. Being a college admissions yep. counselor, if it if it is the right fit for them, great. If not, you know, I'm I'm definitely not here to pressure them, but uh, I do. I do tell my kids, I don't tell other families this, but I do tell my own kids, I would love you to go to college, get the skills, get the knowledge, get the initials if you want to, and then go and create your own stuff out in the world. You know, start the online business, start the in, you know, just like, I think we're kind of too much of uh, rebels to really like follow you know, the typical path, but I do believe in the college experience, uh, you know, obviously without going into major debt, like many students do, I think it's an important time for them. Uh, it's not for everyone, but I think my younger kids do see my older kids and they do want that. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine the (laughs) 15 years old watching, watching big brother kind of do his thing and, and wanting to follow along like that. So good deal. Good deal. All right. Um, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's all I got for you. What do you, where, so what, I guess you kind of already went through it, but you, you offer assistance to, to families looking to make that transition, right? Um, when do you, I guess, when do you start people coming in or when, when do you suggest they, how does that, how does that work with you? Like what's your, what's your program like? Well, I'd love it if people came to me in ninth grade, but like I said, it doesn't always happen that way. And in fact, I had a woman come to me last week who her daughter is already two years into um, community college after high school graduation and needing help to create her transcript that was, you know, never really? done. <laughs> so I love if families come to me in ninth grade, but I do take students even until October of their senior year, if they're planning for, you know, college applications that season. And I do one-on-one comprehensive and I do hourly. And I also have a course that people you know, parents like to kind of learn exactly what I know then. And that's, that's what that's for. So is that like a, like, that's just sort of like an online thing you can take at your, at your leisure sort of right. get, you know, do one today and something tomorrow. And right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, it sounds very useful. I, I can imagine it would be a, a big help to people trying to, uh, trying to make that, that transition. Um, still got a few years our, ourselves, but <laughs> yes, you do enjoy it. Enjoy it so much. I know it's hard with four kids at home, little ones, but <laughs> oh my gosh, those were some of my best, best memories when all four of my kids were home. Yeah. It's, um, it's something it's, it's really, it's, it goes by so fast and they get big so fast and where did it go? You know, yep. how, how did I get this old? But, uh, you know. I know. <laughs> 
So if people want to want to check out your your courses, or I know um, you have a free free guide to. Uh... Yeah, I don't love the name because it's um, eight homeschooling high school success secrets. It's I I don't love it because it's hard to say, but also success is like you know we define success differently, but, um, that's, yeah, that's what I have for free. The free guide. Uh, yeah, you know, it looks, looks pretty good. Success is, uh, it is, I guess it depends, depends on, on how you define it. But, uh, when you put it with homeschool and high school and you're talking about college, I think it, you know, I think people know what you mean. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but all right. All right. So, and what's your website? homeschooltocollegecoach.com. Okay. And I, I will put that in the show notes. Are you on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or anything like that? or Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is homeschool to college coach and Facebook, my Facebook business page, the homeschool to college coach. Okay. I, and I will, I will throw all of those in the show notes as well. Um, so if people want to reach out they can uh, they can find you there so thanks again for for coming on i, I do i appreciate it um i hope the, the weather clears up it's not too bad out there but um, yes it sounds like it's gone already do you love freedom do you love songs do you want to love all 365 days in a year if you're anything like me the simple answer is yes and freedom song 365 can deliver all of these things when you sign up for freedom song 365 you will receive an email every day that delves into the different ways freedom and liberty are messaged in a massive catalog of music each message is carefully crafted into easily consumable paragraphs that give you the necessary information to share with your friends I've been receiving Freedom Song 365 emails every day of 2019, and I've yet to be disappointed. But really, why should I be? With the fabulous minds of Nikki P. from the Sounds Like Liberty podcast, my guest from episode 4, Sherry Voluntary, and the wonderful Luke Tatum of the Culture of Peace podcast, there's more brain power utilized in the creation of each individual Freedom Song 365 email than is proffered in a whole day at any DMV across the country. Head on over to freedomsong365.com and sign up today to start receiving your daily emails of musical integrity. Use the promo code HOMESTEAD and you'll receive 15% off the superb service. Again, that's freedomsong365.com, promo code HOMESTEAD for 15% off. Yo boy, howdy, we're back. I'm back. I am back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was uh, some good information. I think for me, I, I enjoyed talking to to her. Um, and I know she has so much more information um, to give. I did not want to try to pry it out of her. Uh, it is it is what she does for, for business. So um, take that for what it's worth. But, uh, you know, college isn't for everyone. Uh, you know, I, I've seen it with students graduating high school and, and getting shuffled off to college when they really needed to be out working on cars instead, because that's what they were good at. Um, you know, that's what they, that's where their, their knowledge base was. And that was what they were good at. And that was what they should have been doing. Um, but they get pushed into college and, and you know, not all students are like that. Some students, um, need to go to college, you know, some, some professions require that and navigating that can be difficult. And, and I really can appreciate that um, there are people out there that are, are willing to help and to give you the time to, to navigate those, those waters. Um, and I know, like I said, you know, college isn't for everybody, but um, 
and it's it's not on the horizon for me anytime soon. So, uh, you know, but all the same, it's it's there. If you enjoyed today's show, um, share it around. If you if you know some some homeschool groups that um, might be interested in in someone like Miss Lisa Marie or, or a service she provides, um, share this with them. Tell them about her. Tell them about the show, and uh, get get them get them over here. Get them get them hooked. And uh, yeah, go go leave a a rating or review on on iTunes. You know the the Amazon link is there. Homesteadsandhomeschools.com/slash/Amazon. Uh, thank you for using that. And uh, if you want to support the show even more, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheLibertyHippie and uh, and support the show there. You got seeds. You got stickers. You got shirts, some bonus material, all sorts of good fun. And, uh, of course, uh, can, uh, you can go check out the Facebook group, the Homestead at Homeschool Forum. Um, it's kind of growing, you know, we're, uh, it, it's coming along, coming along all in good time. Right. But, uh, need people in there to, to make it grow. And that means you, my best, my best uncle Sam impression. Um, so yeah, come back next week when I will be talking about worms. Yes, worms, red wiggler worms, aroma composting, good fun, excellent fun. And uh, yeah, come back, come back and check it out. And that's all for now. Get out there, enjoy your day. Um, enjoy your weekend if you've decided to wait until Friday to listen to this. Enjoy your evening, whatever time it is. Get out there, sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap sheaves of freedom together. Write us this dream.